Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. Here's Neil Keith. All right, so after a strong finish to the first half, or the uh, supposed first half of the season, uh, with the necessary nine games to finish up, the Yankees win all three series, finish six and three comeback after the All-Star break, win two of three against the Mariners, including uh, CC Sabathia going toe-to-toe with Felix Hernandez Sunday at the stadium, and now amidst this Heat wave in New York City. The Yankees have the off day on Monday, followed by a, a three-game series with the Orioles, who seem to be the one team that really could give them trouble down the stretch and, and uh, to sort of uh, battle for the AL East for the first time in uh, a couple seasons now here in New York. Uh, it's been since the Yankees had a chance to wrap things up and get a comfortable lead with the division down the stretch. And joining me today, uh, as we usually do during each home stand, is uh, Bald Vinny, uh, Vinny Milano of the Right Field Bleacher Creatures in Section 203 at the stadium. And uh, you can always find him uh, on Twitter, at Bald Vinny, or on River Ave, before and after every Yankees game. And uh, even during, if you're out there during the game on River Ave, at Bald Vinny's House of Tees. Vin, how's it going today? Doing good, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing well. I always, uh, you know, these off days, you you sort of hate them because especially when it seems like the rest of the league is playing, the Yankees have a night off. But for you, they must come, uh, you, you must, uh, you know, get happy when the Yankees have a day off in a homestand. Well, yeah, these days off in a homestand are filled for me with errands, you know. It's like uh, the one day off. Most people do their, their things on the weekends. But obviously Saturday and Sunday I'm up in the Bronx. This past week, I'm sweating profusely, so uh, I used the off day today to get all my, my stuff done, but yeah, again, you know, it's 7 o'clock rolls around, you want to watch a Yankee game, and you're like, oh man, this off night tonight kills me, but uh, but thankfully you're around, you know, I can kill some time with an awesome podcast with you, and, and uh, we can talk some Yankee baseball tonight. Yeah, definitely, and this is our first one of the second half, and it seems like you know, we started doing these right before opening day, leading up to opening day, and then throughout the first half, and now here we are in the second half um, with, you know, more than half of the season already gone, and the Yankees finding themselves in a place where we didn't really know what to expect when we did the one before opening day uh, at the beginning of April and talked about how we just hoped that they'd, you know, play meaningful baseball and give us a summer and give us something down the stretch in September, but they've exceeded expectations in what's really a down year for the AL East, and they have a chance in the first time in three years to sort of pull away and create some separation and possibly even, you know, run away with this division here and give us a comfortable lead and one that we got used to, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s where, uh, you know, September games were just lining things up for October. And it sort of seems like they have a chance to do that here with division play back in uh, full swing with the Orioles coming to town here, followed by that lengthy road trip. Uh, You know, August and September might be a little easier than we've gotten used to. Yeah, we definitely were not planning to be uh, in this position the first couple of times we were talking, you know, especially as we went through the first half. We were such a rocky team. You know, we would get streaky. We were winning these games um, you know, that nobody thought we were going to win and that we were dropping series that we should have easily, you know, taken. And again, you know, that trend continues. You, you alluded to it the other day. You know, Sunday's game, CC Felix. Man, who thought we were going to win that one? You know, I, I thought we dropped the series after Saturday's loss. Uh, but it goes to show you, this team has, has a lot of fight. It's a lot of fun to watch. And, and I think the fans are starting to come out. You know, we've been noticing out on River Avenue, um, this weekend in particular, I don't know if it was 
in particular the Mariner series and people coming to boo, boo Robinson Cano. Uh, but there was definitely an uptick in, in attendance this past weekend. Uh, I think they actually announced a shot on Friday and Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, one of those two days. Um, and, and it was pretty crowded out there. So I think Yankee fans are starting to get excited about what they're seeing. You know, they're believing in this team a little bit. And uh, hopefully they keep the winning ways. But, yeah, we have, we have a great opportunity right now. Our destiny is in our own hands. I think this Baltimore series is very, very critical for us. Uh, we can do our own, our own work right now and make the next two months very, very comfortable. Yeah, and you talk about CC going, uh, you know, toe to toe with Felix on Sunday in a game that uh, you go into that series and you're, you're facing Montgomery, Iwakuma, and then her Felix, and you know those are their three hardest pitchers, and you figure you are, are you figure you're going to lose the Sunday game, and you're just looking to sort of win the other two, and then when they lost on Saturday, I was you know sort of down because I didn't know what to expect from CC with such a long layoff. He had his last start pushed back, then he had you know the extended rest with the All Star break and the way they sort of were able to finagle his spot in the rotation and. He comes out and he pitches one of his best starts of the season, and you know it sort of makes you sad about the fact that you used to get even better starts than that time in and time out in his first you know three plus seasons with the Yankees. And I'm someone who you know I'm always loyal to the players who did it, who won. Whether it was you know Jeter when he started to trend badly at the end of his career, or you know Bernie when people wanted him. Uh, you know, to become a bench player or Posada when people didn't even want him back. And I have no problem with, you know, paying guys, letting them extend their stay for guys who accomplish things throughout their Yankees career. And I feel like that's the same with CeCe. But at the same uh, end of things, you know, the guys like Jeter and Bernie and Posada, really when they started to, you know, perform badly at the end, there wasn't any replacement for them. There was no one pushing it, pushing them out of their spot, so you were sort of even stuck with their performance, you know, even as bad as it could be at times. But with CC, you know, I felt like you know, they they were sort of letting him go for things he had done in the past, which ultimately I have no problem with. But then when you see how badly he was affecting this team and sort of being detrimental to their run to first place and just to stay on top of this division, um, you know, I wanted Warren to stay in the rotation. I, I assume they were never going to bump CeCe, and it feels like they'll never do that no matter how bad things could get over this yeah. season or next season. But, you know, what were your thoughts on CeCe and, uh, you know, the sort of dilemma they were faced with either putting Warren, who was basically their most consistent starter in the first half in the bullpen, and keeping CC and paying him $23 million to sometimes give you a great start, most of the time give you a bad start. I got to say, first of all, you got to give it up for CC, no doubt, on Sunday. He, he's a gamer, and he came out and threw a great game. And every time he gives you that glimmer of hope, you say to yourself, okay, this is the CC, he can do it now. You know, like, he, he doesn't need to be overpowering and dominant like he used to be. He can be, he, he's figured it out that crafty way, um, you know, that everybody lends that, that aura to, you know. He just needs to figure out how to pitch, uh, you know, to what his strengths are now. And I feel like he's doing that, or maybe finally figuring that out. And you put a great performance like that together. You know, we looked at those, those Friday and Saturday games. Friday night, we got killed by one guy. Saturday, we got killed by one guy. On Sunday, I thought it was Nelson Cruz's turn. I, I'm like, oh, Nelson Cruz takes <laughs> CCP at least twice during that game. And, but CeCe, you know, shut it down, you know, and you got to give it up for a guy like that. So I think that's why they give him the leash. You know, if we're not four games up right now, I, I think, you know, all bets are off. It's a completely different conversation. But the way we're playing, um, you, you kind of let him go, you know. If, if, we're, if we're four games out, um, instead of four games up, I think it's completely different. But but the way it's going right now, you let CC pitch. I, again, he's earned it for us, and I, I feel the same way you do. You stay loyal to the guys that got you there. Uh, I will root for CC forever, just for that reason. 
aside from the fact that he's a nice guy on the planet and he'll go to, bat, goes to battle, man. Look, brought out on Sunday against Felix and, and shut a lot of people up, so you got to give it up for him. Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned a key part there, and that's the fact that they are in first first place by four games um, over the Orioles, who are in second and coming into the Bronx. And I think that you know a lot of people have been citing that when people complain about the Yankees or chances to make upgrades or tinker with things, and everyone likes to say, "Hey, they're in first place." And and I yeah, that's that's nice and everything, but there's still uh, 71 games left for that to change. And I feel like sure. the the most important thing right now seems to be at second base, where Rob Refschneider comes up. It looks like they're finally going to stick with him. Now he goes back down. Now we've got Steven Drew again. Uh, Brendan Ryan's back up. And it just puzzles me because I, I do understand that one of those guys needs to remain on the roster if Ref Schneider's here because you do need a backup shortstop to Didi. Uh, but one of them should be gone. And and for $5 million right. for Drew at the beginning of the year and $2 million to Ryan, um, the Yankees have eaten a lot more money for a lot better players, um, even in recent time, uh, to, go pl- to go play at other places or to designate them for assignment. So I, I understand and uh, Brian Cashman had spoken with beat reporters on Monday and sort of uh, alluded to the fact that he considers them he to be assets them, right. right now. Right. And, and right. Keep... right. I mean, and that, that's really what I think it is. I think he's, he's a victim of the calendar. You know, we have two more weeks, uh, and he wants to have his assets in place. Maybe you can put, put together a trade. You know, it, it's really funny. I always have this thing, uh, especially on Twitter, people are always like, oh, this guy sucks, trade him. They got to trade him. This guy sucks. Well, newsflash, nobody trades for guys that suck. You know what I mean? That's, that's not things that, oh, that guy sucks. Let me get him on my team. That, that's not really what happens. So, I, you know, I, I feel like Yankee fans have a, a really, really quick on that trigger. So we have a couple of weeks left. And I think kind of bringing Beltran back and starting him on Sunday, I, I think that's kind of like the Carlos Beltran audition right now. If he can get hot and show that he can play a little ball, he might be one of the pieces that move. Um, I, I, in my opinion, what the, what the hell do I know? Uh, but I think, you know, the season, again, we have 71 games left. Ref Snyder's definitely not gone. You know what I mean? You will see him back um, probably very soon, probably right after, after the calendar flips. Um, like I said, you know, he's a guy who has options. He's one of the guys who, low man on the totem pole, he has to get moved. Uh, I'm, I, again, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't one of the bullpen arms. But, uh, again, they know a lot more than I do. But I, I have faith. Well, in that middle infield uh, is Didi, who last time we spoke, you were saying, you know, it's time to, to end the Stephen Drew era, but you were still backing Didi as a young kid who uh, could turn things around. And people are, are a little, uh, you know, a little generous with, the, you know, saying that he's turned things around because he, while he has improved, it's not like it's night and day. He's gotten gradually better. But um, are you still backing the Didi Gregorius train? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he has improved, and small improvements are improvements. Uh, again, it's hard to knock a first-place team. Yes, there there are things that are not perfect, and you would love for this guy to be a vacuum out there, and there are plays that you think that he should make. And, you know, uh, again, the, I, I look more on the offensive side of the ball. Um, since that Washington series, he's been a completely different hitter, and I think for us, that's really where he suits us best. He came up in a big spot the other day, um, I think it was Saturday, you know, with the opportunity to win the game. And, you know, unfortunately, he couldn't get it done. But, you know, he's going to come up in those spots. And you got to have confidence in that guy. So I think he's starting to prove himself a little bit more. Um, and, and hopefully he's going to turn it around where you feel like that's an automatic for him. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, definitely still support TV. When second, I, uh... base, second base is another story, but definitely still support TV. <laughs> 
Well, when I when I spoke to uh, some Boston fans before the All Star break and uh, with that Yankees Red Sox series up at Fenway to close out the first half, and they were sort of you know asking me how I could even be confident with this Yankees team given the fact that you know Chase Headley's having a horrible year, Didi's been inconsistent, second base has been um, a nightmare. Uh, you'd have Ellsbury who was hurt, Beltran who was hurt. The the rotation's been a little shaky. But the thing to me that I thought that was most important is that for a good stretch of the season and, and the majority of the season at this point, Masahiro Tanaka, Jacoby Ellsbury, and Andrew Miller, who respectively in the rotation bullpen and as an everyday player are the three best on the team, weren't on the team at the same time right. from basically the end of April through the beginning of right. July. And I felt like right. when they all came back and when the full roster was there, we'd start to see the real Yankees. And pretty much since they've been back, they've been you know winning two out of every three games. Right. I mean, you, you speak the words right out of my mouth. I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, I wouldn't really describe Yankee fans right now as confident. Uh, I think we're, we're pleasantly surprised at where we are. We're very pleased with where the team is. And like you said, these three missing pieces who are very vital components of our team and our success, especially our success early on. You know, we were winning big games because Ellsbury was a big spark and Gardner at the top of the lineup were like ridiculous. So I had like two or three week stretch where we actually won a lot of games and started to make our push. So I, I think that, yeah, getting these three guys back and seeing the real full Yankee roster, especially going in through these dog days uh, and then playing through the September and right into the playoffs, I mean, that's really when you want to see start, everybody start clicking, being healthy, uh, going out there every day and playing some good ball. And to give Yankee fans something to look forward to, you know, you sat through the first half, they were patient through the ups and downs and some of the, the streaky stuff, but, uh, now it's game on. Second half baseball means everything. So it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Well, A-Rod uh, got snubbed for the All-Star game for a player with an OPS uh, you know, over 900. He was the only one that didn't get in. But uh, like you said, you know, those extra days rest uh, helped just like the, uh, you know, the full season he had off last year and the half of the season he had off in 2013. And he's uh, having a, an unbelievable season for a guy who hasn't played baseball since the end of 2013 and missing an entire season at his age and coming back and having that strong finish at Fenway the first half, coming back, hitting the, the go-ahead and eventual game game-winning home run on Friday night against the Mariners. Um, I can't say enough for him. I know, you know, I've been a big fan of his. You're a big fan of his. Uh, he invited you to get that coffee. I'm, I'm wondering, how, did you get it over the All-Star break? We had No, we have still yet to link up. Um, and I did see him again this past Monday, uh, or two Mondays ago, I guess, at the Henshin's, uh Golf Outing uh, at Trump International Golf Course, which is an awesome, awesome event. Uh, but, no, we're definitely – Definitely still waiting for that coffee, Dave. Anytime he wants to ring me up, I'm definitely available. But, yeah, absolutely super, super, super stoked for Alex. Um, very happy to see. You know, I just feel like when you get behind a guy uh, <clears throat> that everybody is against, and you, you, know, you kind of feel validated in a way, you know, but in the same way you said, like I told you, so, like you knew it was going to happen, you knew it was going to kind of be like this. Uh, but I think the, the person I feel happier for is, is Alex. You know, he is so comfortable at the plate. You can see it in the space. He's just having fun and playing the game, and it's translating to wins. And for Yankee fans, everybody should be ecstatic, but I still can't believe every day on River Avenue, you know, some of the merchandise that I carry out there, uh, every day people would come by and I never support that guy. Screw that guy. <laughs> like, I just can't get over it, man. People just can't let bygones be bygones. The guy served his time more than enough uh, and it's come back proving people wrong day after day. So I, I think he deserves everybody's support. 
Well, someone who I've uh, been hard on for the last three plus seasons, and, and rightfully so, is Mark Deshera. And now everyone who's you know ever read anything I've written or read a tweet of mine is coming back to say, oh, you know, yes, what but, do you uh, say about Deshera? Night nice forever, you have to call him All Star Mark. Exactly, as, as if I, as <laughs> if what he's done for three months has erased what he did for three years. But you know, I right. can't say anything bad about him. I mean, he's. He's done what he said he would do, uh, you know, before 2013 in the Wall Street Journal when he said he would no longer be the average hitter. He would just try to hit for power and get his home runs and RBIs, yeah. and, and he's done that. And while I, I wish yeah. he would, you know, lay down that bunt once in a while to maybe move the shift over, uh, he's hitting for power, and as long as he continues to do that through the rest of the season, you can't really say anything bad about Mark Deshera this year. Absolutely, absolutely. He's another guy, you know, we've had this, we have this conversation pretty much every time where, where we go through our, our favorite targets, and and Texas has been one for, for years now. And, uh, again, whatever's working for him, man, just keep it up. If it's the, the gluten-free thing, if it's, if it, you know, I, I, at this point, I think maybe a lot of it's just mental. You know, if he thinks that the gluten-free thing is, is the reason why or his diet and exercise is keeping him healthy, the man, all for it. I am super, again, another guy is super surprised that he stayed healthy uh, and consistent and is hitting for power, can't ask for anything else. Uh yeah, man, keep it up. I, I, I almost don't want to jinx it at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like talking too much about all these great things and all these big surprises that we're having. Uh, you know, all, all these things that we weren't expecting are all going to come crashing down at some point. Um, you know, I guess that's the testament, Yankee fan, and all of us where you, you don't want to have the confidence because, you know, we're not really that team right this year. I, I think we're taking advantage of a weak division. Um, I don't want to. I don't think we're we're poppy, and I, I like that. You know, we're going out there, winning ball games. is saving us a lot. Alex is saving us a lot. Uh, I'm going to take each each and every one of them. Uh, none of them for granted. You know. Yeah, and I think the the most important thing has been the fact that on days when you don't have Pineda and Tanaka trying to go seven eight or even you know attempting to throw complete games, and you have Sabathia and Evaldi, uh, you know, going out there and Nova be, just coming back from Tommy John, it's great to have this bullpen that they've created where it seems like every person that comes in, I trust and have confidence in, with the exception, I guess, of Chris Capuano, but he never gets the pitch anyway. But right, when, but, when, <laughs> but we have a seven eight nine now that that I, I would argue is, is one of the best in baseball. Um, you know, and it's been quite some time where the before since the Yankees have been able to set that up, where we have a seventh inning guy, an eighth inning guy, a ninth inning guy, and uh, I, I like it, man. They're, they're, they're nasty, they're nasty. <laughs> you know, so keep it up, man. That that's what's really saving us on, on those on those non Pineda, non Tanaka days. Uh, you know, the seven, eight, nine, lock it down. The good bullpen's going to get you far. Well, if you had to look back at this first half of the season, now three games in the second half, what would you say is, uh, you know, the biggest surprise in, in a good way and, and the biggest surprise in a bad way for this Yankees team? Hmm. Well, I think the biggest surprise uh, is really where we're sitting right now. Uh, I don't think anybody really thought we were going to be four games up, you know, start the second half uh, when the season started. You know, again, you, it's – not so much a product of how well you're doing uh, as opposed to maybe how bad some of your opponents may be doing or how weak the rest of the division is. Uh, but whatever whatever the reason, um, I think where we're sitting right now is probably the biggest positive surprise. Uh, the biggest negative surprise of it is the inconsistencies. You know, the Chase Headley year that he's having, uh, that's not something you expect from him. The errors are, are a little too high. Um, you know, the DD experiment, the second base question, uh, all the questions, uh, you know, 
of the arms of the bullpen. Those are the those are the surprises, the negative surprises that you don't really want. Hopefully, you start at the beginning of the year. You want everybody to be healthy. You want everybody to perform. Um, so when those things kind of pop up, you know, those are the things that they kind of kind of don't want to see. Well, uh, with the with the Baldwin House of Tees on River Ave, and uh, always a welcome sight, you know, walking past it, heading into the stadium, and you know, a few weeks ago, which is we haven't talked since the last time, but uh, the the state of the House of Tees are almost changed or is changing, and you know, what's the what's the current state of the of the House of Tees? Um, let's see. There's not a lot I can say about it. You know what I mean? Obviously. Uh, the House of Cheese at the stadium is open. We're there every game day, man. I'm there every game day. I have nothing else to do. I'm there to make noise for the Yankees. So while I'm there, I might as well sell some inventory. So you're always going to find me outside of Rivers Avenue every game day. The stuff on the website uh, is a little different. You know, obviously we have some disagreements about who owns what um, or what you're allowed to say about what. Um, and unfortunately right now, it's just a legal thing, you know, and it's not a fast-moving process. Everything takes like a week, you know. Uh, they, I respond to them. Takes a week for them to respond to me. Takes weeks for me to respond to them. Uh, and that's kind of where we're going back and forth right now. You know, we're we're not in the legal thing where we're going to court. There's no monetary suit or anything like that. Uh, right now, they just ask me to stop selling the stuff, and I've complied. Uh, the stuff is not available on my website any longer. And we're just trying to find a way that we can possibly work together and we'll come to an agreement on some of the stuff that I do carry and, and just see where it goes. But right now we're just talking. And uh, really, if I could do anything or say anything about it, as just a thank you to Yankee fans for their support. Those people have been absolutely awesome. Uh, I get messages and tweets uh, all day about people who know people who can help or who want to help. Uh, I have an awesome guardian angel out in Colorado. He's got my back. And I... Is, like I can't even thank enough for the work that she's putting into this. Um, so there, there are really a lot of people that have been super, super awesome. Um, Yankee fans coming up to me all day on the avenue, showing their support. It's really been fantastic. So I can't really thank Yankee fans enough. We're going to put up the fight um, that we that we see fit. You know, I, I'm not going to give up something because somebody tells me I have to give it up. But I, I mean, we'll see how far we can take it. But, but we'll, we'll, we're not going to give up so easily. That's all. I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> Which is probably a mouthful because they can never say very little. Well, I guess it's a good thing that it's uh, you're a Yankees fan. It's Yankees related, and the the you know fandom uh, stretches across the country because you know if you're doing this for the Rays or something, it'd probably be already shut down. Right, right, right. You know, but then again, if it, if it was um, you know another organization, uh, it might be a little bit easier um, you know to gain some traction. Uh, it, it, it's been it's been a difficult fight, but uh, whatever, man. This is what we do. This is what I chose to do. Uh, I you know uh, this is what I do, man. So <laughs> you, you you roll with the punches as they come. This is, this is a small business. This is how I feed my my family, pay my mortgage. So you know <laughs> we we do what we have to do, man. That's, that's part of the hustle. Well, you're gonna have a busy second half here because the Yankees uh, have an incredible amount of home games left, and heavily outweighs their road games. And after Absolutely. this sort of uh, three-game finish here to this home stand against the Orioles, they go on this crazy, lengthy, weird road trip that goes from Minnesota to Texas to Chicago, yep. um, and it sort of wipes ten road games off right away. And then pretty much all of August and September is at is at Yankee Stadium. So yep, yep. You'll, you'll be there a lot those last two months. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, man. There's no place I like better. I, I, as most people know, I spend more time there than I do in my own house. 
Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing Yankee fans continue to come out. Like I said, this past weekend was really good. There are a lot of Yankee fans in the house. People making noise. Uh, and I hope it, hope it continues, uh, especially through July and August. These dog days get a little rough. So uh, all these Yankee fans from across the country that are coming to hang out with us, definitely come visit. Man. I had somebody from uh, the Netherlands, last homestand. Uh, I had two folks from Italy this past week who came out to join us. Uh, it's really, it's a really incredible experience out there. Um, I definitely recommend it if you've never come to hang out with us in 203. At least come join us for roll call. Uh, we can definitely get you in there and then get you right out if you have to sit in your pricey boxes. But what do you think of, uh, you know, now, now that we're into the second half through, uh, you know, what you've seen from the bleachers and it feels like they've been a little more crowded than they have in seasons past. And that, you know, you're there way more than I am, but it just seems like, you know, prices have started to climb a little bit more than they have in the last couple of years. It seems like the fans are starting, you know, starting to get on board here for a run down the stretch. Well, like I said, uh, we definitely have our nights where it's pretty dead out there in terms of, of the regulars in Section 203. One of our downfalls is, is that, you know, we have a lot of season ticket holders out there, and the days that they can't make, my guys would rather eat their tickets and sell them on cell phones, you know what I mean, or put them on the ticket exchange. So the seat goes empty, rather than have some idiot fan in their seat, my guys would rather keep their tickets intact and, and, and hang on to them. I know it's kind of silly, but... Uh, it, that's just kind of the way you know, we think. So uh, attendance-wise, there's days like this past Saturday and Sunday where, where it was pretty thin out there, but you could easily attribute that to that 99-degree-plus weather we had. You know, sitting out in Section 203 with that sun blazing down on those silver metal benches, you might as well be sitting on a toaster oven tray. I mean, it gets hot out there real, real fast. Uh, so those games aside, you know, the real test is this, this series coming up, this, this uh, Baltimore set, because it's middle of the week. Um, you know, good baseball should really be meaningful baseball. So hopefully Yankee fans are out in droves and they keep this attendance streak going on. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see some, some new faces out there, definitely. All right, then. Well, we'll have to continue to keep doing this uh, through the rest of the season because it seems to be working, and the more we do it, the the farther they get into first place. And uh... Absolutely, man. I, I guess those superstitions, whatever works, works. I, I'm down. You're down. Let's keep it rolling, definitely. <laughs> All right, thanks again, and I'll, uh, I'll see you on Tuesday night out in River Ave. All right, man. I'll see you then. Thanks.